What's up, guys? Welcome back to Hello K, your weekly K-pop podcast with Michelle and Savannah. And it's probably gonna be a short one this week because not a lot no, happened. No, it's not gonna be a short one. Oh, why? I have a lot of details to share on some stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that means Savannah's doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> Clearly. Um. So it's apparently not a short episode. So buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we'll get into the non. Intense things first. So Jackson released his new song, 100 Ways, which we did a reaction video on in our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked that out yet, it's really good. Um, I'm obsessed. I've listened to it too many times. She has listened to it a lot. Um, yeah, it's good. The music video is really cool. There's lots of different stylistic elements that I've definitely read more about since we first watched it that are cool just culturally and kind of a mix of different things that he decided to include in the music video, which I think is... Like what? Interesting. I haven't read anything on it. Oh. Just kind of like, not only just like, the style of clothing they chose and the type of story he chose to tell relating back to Chinese culture, but also mixing that with popular hip-hop elements. Just a lot of people, especially I've read like, or seen a lot of YouTube reactions of people who just thought it was important in showing like, I guess the relevance still of all that culturally and how you can successfully mix the two. Mm-hmm. And not get stuck in, like, a single, um, like, box. Well, I think it like, does, you can do like, both. it shows that you can do hip-hop, but it doesn't have to be the stereotypical appropriating black culture hip-hop. Yeah. And I think that's something that was cool. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, just appreciated the authenticity of his performance and wanting to also represent his Chinese heritage, which I think is super important. Um, so yeah, it was really good. If you haven't checked that out, check it out. He's doing a lot of cool stuff as always. Repping. Team Wang. <laughs> don't know where I was going. I don't know where you were going. Um, and exciting news, which I got super excited about, and then was like, oh. Um, Starship released a statement saying that Jew Honey was, uh, coming back from his extended mental health break. Um, and I think, like, everyone first read that title of being, like, Starship announces that blah 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 is back in Monster X, and I think everyone just, like, assumed it was Wanho, Uh and everyone's, like, hearts dropped really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I mean, it's still exciting that he feels well enough to come back and perform, and, I mean, yeah, I'm excited about it. To whom should I send your message? (laughs) To no one. Oh my gosh, stop, stop. Oh, sorry, Siri wants to be a part of the podcast, apparently. No one wants to text me until I'm apparently talking on a podcast. That's right. Um, <laughs> You're right, no one likes you. <laughs> well, we're spending 24-70, like, who else do you text? People. No. <laughs> um, so I'm excited, I like him. In other Monsex news, which, like, this is really sad, and I'm saddened that he even has to do this. Oh, yeah. Um. Keep going. I've lost my... <gasps> You've lost what? My doctor. My, uh, A&W. It was on the floor. You almost called it your Dr. Pepper. I did. That's weird. I don't drink Dr. Pepper. That's <laughs> fine. Um. Sorry, I'm thirsty. I think sad. I'm sick. Sad news, um, relating to Monsex, which I, like, just feel bad that he even had to do this. Hongwon released an apology for essentially just, like, still having contact with Wanho and, like, 
talking to him and like still being friends with him. Um, and this like came shortly after um, they were all seen together and stuff. And Juan yeah, kind of released a statement of just like, I'm sorry that like we're making you, like I'm making you feel this way and like giving you anxiety and like making you feel this grief. Um, I don't think it was out of nowhere, but I do think it was unnecessary in like, I see why he found it as necessary to say all that, but I think, I can't obviously speak for K-Nets not being one. <laughs> like, I don't think any of us were like, needed an apology for well, that. It's, but we, none of us were the ones that were like, oh my god, how dare you continue yeah. to be friends with him because... Because of what happened. Like, that's not, like, it just in the United States, like, that's not something that, like, raised in the United States culture. Like, that's not a big yeah. deal. Like, what had happened with everything? And then the fact that he was found not guilty of anything. Then they went out, they were seen out to dinner. It's still, like, speculation if it was even them. It's, like, yeah. the blurriest pictures ever from what I've heard. And then come apology because people are like, how dare you be friends? I looked at them on Twitter. And they showed person. up on my feed. I don't know if it was all of them, but you could for sure see Wanho's face. And you could for sure... Couldn't see Hongwon in the video at all, but you could see Juhan either. So it like came up on my Twitter as I was scrolling K-pop Twitter. It's oh, definitely I'm, blurry. I just like... I've just kept seeing people talking about him, but I was like, I don't even want to like look at him. It's not that. Buy into the... They definitely look like Wanho, but it could have been Wanho out with anyone. I mean, he can still go out to dinner. But obviously that fueled a lot of rumors and feelings about the situation and the members being held to that standard. Oh, yeah. This was just something that was funny. Like, we both woke up to Luhan from former EXO member was trending in the United States because Joe Biden is an idiot and called COVID-19 the Luhan virus. Which is already, like, because he was trying to say Wuhan, but that's already, like, controversial in and of itself, because everyone in the world, except for, apparently, our presidential candidates, yeah. are, like, trying to move away from calling it, like, the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus and, like, calling it what it is, either coronavirus or COVID-19. Like, it has a name. We don't need to call it an ethnicity. But everyone just thought it was super funny and then started posting memes yeah. about Luhan and EXO in general. Yeah. So then he was trending on It was pretty silly. Twitter. It was really funny. Um, I like most people right now, when like ever like a celebrity's name is trending, you're like, oh God. Yeah. So I think I know that when I first saw Luhan, I was like, oh no, what happened? Or news. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. That happened. Silliness. Yeah, um, Chanyol and Punch's, um, their song Stay With Me, which was an official soundtrack, um, became the first OST to reach 200 million views on YouTube, which I thought was pretty cool for them. Hmm. And really fun. I haven't heard it yet, I'll be honest. I don't know. It's very cute. The same as every other OST, kind of. Yes and no. I think it's good. Dramatic. It's good. I like it. Mm. They do really well together. 
The sex one, you were excited about this. Oh, yes, because I love her. Hyalin, um, former Sistar member, um, solo artist for probably a good three years now, four years since Sistar broke up. Um, she has been a solo artist, very successful, and she finally announced her fandom name is going to be Bay, B-A-E, so I'm excited about that. She's Seven. extremely talented. She's my favorite female K-pop vocalist of all time. She's just incredibly talented and has been, I mean, in the industry for over a decade now since the star was formed so yeah i'm excited that she's like finally you know reaching that stage of her solo career i think though she's always been very popular but i don't know if she's ever considered like i don't know like here's your light stick here's your fandom name here's your fandom color i don't know if she was ever kind of into that aspect of the industry because she already kind of lived that with sister anyway i don't know why so i was solo Artists are really truly, like, the true, full, official, like, K-pop, like, light stick, like, full-on. Some do. There's a few soloists that definitely have the light stick. Yeah. I know. That's, I mean, I've seen them on when I was looking for the AT's light sticks all over the internet when they first dropped and we didn't get any. I was looking, and there are some solos that do have their own official light sticks and colors and fandom names. And That's funny. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, not unnecessary. But And I also think it's just weird timing for her, I guess, to do it now. Because I think most idols and groups want to start their branding, like, as soon as they start, just to be, like, consistent That's fair. with fandom names. So I just thought it was interesting timing for her to do that now. But, I mean, I like it. I think it's cool. Puts her back in the news, so yeah, I'm excited. I have to admit, I don't listen to her very much. That's fair. I don't listen to all the people you listen to. We have different tastes, yet similar tastes. Huh. Yeah, I guess like soloist-wise, we have a lot of different tastes. <laughs> I definitely like don't listen to a lot of the female soloists, but a lot more hip-hop and rap. Yeah. I've always been into that. I've never been into, like, the Ariana Grande's of the world, Beyonce, like, I could name maybe four Beyonce songs on a good day. I like Beyonce. I, and that's bad, that's what I, that's just my point is that. I know. I've never, never been that person, but I know you are. I enjoy them. Um, and news that we were, like, mixed about was the postponement of the BTS tour, which, obviously, we're, like, sad that we're not going, but we're excited, we're glad that they postponed rather than canceled. And everyone gets to keep their tickets, which yeah. I think, that was just my biggest concern. Like, I already paid for that, so, like, just trying to find tickets again is just hard, especially when they've made it so much yeah. harder now. So getting tickets anyway was... We kind of lucked out with what we got, so I didn't want to have to figure that out. And yeah, I know it was like a nightmare for yeah for people to try and get tickets. So no, I mean it's a good thing, and yeah, again, like a cancellation is so much better no, than than a I, yeah postponement is so much better than a cancellation. Just and who knows when it'll be. Obviously, all the groups that have postponed or canceled with the promise to like eventually try and start one again. Have been like we are not telling you when we have no well, idea like we have to follow it even, yeah venues won't even look at rescheduling anything right now yeah because they have to like all their 
local stuff takes precedent. All the, like, NBA mm-hmm. that was canceled, like, NHL, baseball, like, anything yeah. that is in those venues that is going to be local stuff takes precedent. Mm-hmm. Because that's all money towards them rather than towards a group or an artist. Yeah. But I think... I mean, it'll definitely, like, happen. Like, it's not going to not happen because they have a contract with yeah. these artists and with these venues, but they're not even going to look really at rescheduling until they get, like, all these leagues back on track because they have to. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously they're not giving dates for anything. Yeah. They're just, you know, saying yeah. it will happen. We're not going to tell you when, which I also think is a good thing just so people also don't start preparing because, like, I know, like, I book all of, you know, flights, hotels, and all of that in advance. Mm-hmm. When you buy the tickets, you plan your trips. And obviously a lot of companies are being very good about money back or, you know, giving you a credit towards something, which is yeah. nice. But, um, yeah, I think it's just for the best. Like, as little information as possible about future bookings just because people do start planning so far in advance for all of these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no idea when any of the postponed concerts will be. Probably late summer, early fall, most likely just given schedules and different venues and stuff, but we'll just have to see. See, it's sad, but I was not, I don't think any of us were shocked when BTS finally announced that North America was going to be postponed. It was just kind of obviously like it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in cute news, I always think this is super adorable. Um, so J-Hope's mom, J-Hope of BTS, J-Hope's mom, um, has like a really adorable relationship with Lee Took from super junior um and he had like mentioned that he was like disappointed that he like never ran into j-hope so he could get like a signed copy <laughs> of like the bt the new bts album uh not the soul seven um so j-hope's mom took him one and he like i think in an instagram live or something or mentioned it and stuff but i think it's just like super sweet because he's mentioned before that like she sent him kimchi and like other <laughs> stuff like i think it's Precious. I want J-Hope's mom to send me kimchi. That would be delicious. Be a world famous K-pop idol in the really large group, Super Junior. I think it's too late for that. <laughs> I think I've missed that train. Um, I'll try, you also know. not a boy. Yeah, not also Korean. <laughs> so that doesn't help chances either, for sure. It doesn't disintegrate your chances. No, but... Um, I think just, like, my time has passed for any sort of, um, fame like that. I'll be honest. That's fair. If I'm gonna get famous, it's for something stupid. Or outlandish. Not for becoming a famous K-pop idol. Um, alright, so this next story we're gonna talk about isn't directly related to K-pop, but it's just, like, something that's been circulating, um, and has been really big in the headlines in South Korea right now and kind of all over the world. Um, and it's relating to the Enthroom cases, um, so this is kind of like your trigger warning. This is our last story that we are going to talk about today. Um, so if you don't want to hear about sexual abuse, um, and sex offenders, like, this is your warning to turn it off. And we'll see you next week. Uh Um, but if you kind of want to get, like, a little summary of everything that's going on, um, with that and what it means... Um, keep listening. Um, because I kind of was like, I was been reading all the articles, didn't fully understand what the Enthroom was. They're chat rooms. 
They're pretty popular in Korea. This type yeah, of so it's work part of like Telegram is pretty popular in Korea. Well, it's part of Telegram, which the chat rooms are like super popular, but the nth rooms specifically were ones that were created by this perpetrator who created like a series of numbers, and that's why they're called nth rooms. Um, and people had to like pay to gain access to these in these rooms, these chat rooms. Um, and I heard like somewhere like one of the like the largest amount was like up to twelve hundred dollars yeah. U.S. dollars um, to gain access to these chat rooms. And but before they would even be like accepted in as a member of the chat room, they had to prove themselves in other online chat rooms by posting pictures and videos of their own sexual abuse. Goodness. Yeah, so that was, like, before they could even get in there. And then once they were in there, they were, like, sharing, like, all these videos and pictures and extortion, like, all this extortion stuff. And they were blackmailing women and extorting them into posting, like, sexual content. Um, and at le as of now, they have 74 women, um, 16 of which are underage. Yeah. And that's more the thing that has gotten this guy in such trouble and that it's kind of been brought to the forefront because these chat rooms have existed. This isn't like the first story. Oh, yeah. No, that's like, this has been like a huge thing. This is a on. huge thing. And just like sexual assault and sexual offenders in general is a whole issue in South Korea and kind of all over the world right now where um, it's just not given the seriousness and the weight that it should have. Um, and that it deserves, but the fact that there are so many underage women that are involved, um, underage girls that are involved is kind of why it's becoming such a big thing. Um, but they have found that there were over 260,000 users in these, in these chat rooms, um, that were sharing the extorted content, um, which was both content like filmed by some of the women posted by themselves whether blackmailed or of their own volition and a lot of it was um there were like spy camps like so women didn't even know they were being filmed there were women who were like tricked into filming there were women who like had agreed to it but then it was shared without their knowledge a lot um, of it steps back from in 2018 there's the huge movement in south korea with the tagline of my life is not your porn when the first like giant wave of spy cam groups kind of got brought to the forefront and started facing persecution. Women were starting to fight back. And around the same time, also with these chat rooms and other um, like online sites, a lot of lower income women um, who were trying to move to South Korea from China, Thailand, Hong Kong area were being coerced into doing this type of work, saying that they were going to be models. Well, and a lot, lot of, of them, was, uh, like women who had run away from home and yeah. were living on the streets looking for like quick cash. Um, so just kind of like taking people who were in unfortunate situations and mm -hmm. extorting them. Yeah. Um, but if any of you guys kind of remember, there was in 2018 with the hidden cameras. Um, they were found in the dressing rooms of Bomi from A Pink and then a uh, famous actress, uh, Shin Se Hoon, mm -hmm. were kind of like the big ones. Um, and the like main suspect who's been arrested um, for this, um, Cho Jubin, he, um, 
has been arrested for, like, these chat rooms and stuff, he, in, like, private messaging, had, like, admitted to these spy cams Mm -hmm. and said that there were many more in other dressing rooms of other celebrities and, like, other women. Um, So who knows, like, how many are actually out there. Yeah. Um, But it's, like, crazy. But, like, not only did they extort, like, sexual content, they started gaining like personal information from these women like names addresses like their family members and all this stuff yeah um and really be like they were like all this identifying information for these like girls and these women um and unfortunately there because in society and culturally it's so important to present yourself as kind of perfect and innocent um it becomes not, I would say, easier, but women will be like, yeah, I'll pay you, I'll do this, just don't let this get out, don't let anyone ever find out, I'll pay you what you want, I will do whatever you want. When they get forced into these circumstances and the misogyny that still is pretty rampant within, South Korea puts women in these vulnerable positions where they don't have a way out and they feel like they they can't say anything because despite the fact that it's horrific what's happened to them, there's still that stigma that they will be looked down upon for even getting put in that situation Mm -hmm. and putting themselves in that situation in the first place, which is hard, is they don't have that culture yet where they feel like they could speak out successfully and something is going to actually be done about it and get rid of that stigma. And that's not like we're we're many years and miles above here in the U.S. Like, we barely have gone through the Me Too movement where women were still being made fun of for sharing these horrific stories that happened to them. Um, So it's kind of, it's not just a South Korea thing. Oh no, but it is like culturally that stigma is, is hard to shake. Absolutely. And there's not nearly as big of a platform, um, for women to feel comfortable speaking out. A lot of actresses have, especially when it's happened to them in South Korea, which I think, in Famous Idols, which I think has helped a lot of women feel slightly more comfortable um, with sharing their own experiences. But, yeah, it's still a situation where a lot of women there don't think that they can come forward or, you know, don't think they'll ever escape that stigma, which is why they'll, unfortunately, be more subjected to being extorted for this type of stuff. Yeah, and they're, just because of, like, their demographic and stuff of, like, who they were targeting were younger women. People from lower socioeconomic backgrounds who, even if they wanted to fight back, they would never have the, um, the money to be able to fight back against people like this who clearly are making thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars off of this type of stuff and have the financial stability to be able to do so. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so then, as all this investigation is going on, they're starting to, like, identify some of the men who were involved in these chat rooms and the offenders, um, and a lot of, as they are contacting these men, um, one has successfully committed suicide. Yeah. Um, after leaving a note saying that he was involved and he paid to get access to it, and Mm -hmm. then another one attempted suicide after turning himself in and turning over information to investigators. Yeah. Um, tried to take poison, but wasn't successful. Yeah. Um, and 
the next like biggest story coming off of this, which I was pretty proud of, like a lot of Knets for this, um, was the petition against the judge hmm. who was assigned this case. Um, because of his past leniency against sexual offenders. Mm. Um, he was the same judge in uh, the case against the ex-boyfriend of Buhara, uh. um, who was given a suspended sentencing. Uh. Um, he was the judge who gave a not guilty verdict to the journalist who was accused of sexual assault in um, Jing Jing's case, her sexual assault case. She was an actress who... Um, took her own life in 2008 2009 2009 um so like obviously this judge like has a past history of kind of being lenient and I think it's it didn't surprise me but I was just like really proud of the people who are, like, rallying behind to be, like, and no, Calling it out. Like, yeah. Transparency and, and all that. Yeah, and just, like, asking for someone else who's going to actually look at it and yeah. not look at the facts. Um, then it's bringing, it's bringing up the topic of, like, Sungri's case again. Yeah, I know he was mentioned in the CNN article I yeah. read even. They had brought up, like, halfway through the article being like, oh, and this also happened, and kind of bringing... All of that up again, and all the men who actually were charged and yeah. imprisoned or probation and fines yeah, a and all lot that. of the U.S. articles on it are kind of like highlighting the the hungry. Well, just like the pro, yeah, like the case. overarching problem of sexual yeah. assault against women in South Korea, um, especially in the like world of celebrities. Um, and how a lot of men who've been accused of this are getting off easier. Yeah. Um, Which I think they do strategically because an American artist can, or American audience can relate to that right. type of background. Oh, totally. They're like, oh, it's just like this. Oh, and look at this famous person related to. I totally. mean, we could think of hundreds of instances of people yeah, being Yeah, but like the articles or... are just bringing up like not just Sungry and not yeah. just this, but they're bringing up any case cases like all over them they're like this yeah. has happened we've seen this we've seen this and just kind of bringing up like everything that's going on um of just like this is a problem in south mm -hmm. korea and this is happening a lot of the articles have been doing that um just a lot of the international articles yeah a lot of the korean articles are focusing on like the facts and the individuals yeah involved. but i think the sungry i mean the sungry case and all those guys that were you know, involved in that, that did make, I mean, national news, so they're kind of drawing on that as like news. a, yeah, international news, sorry, as like a, a drawing point for like, okay, this also happened, like related. Oh, the related ones topic. I've read are like, this happened, but then also like, this happened in yeah. 2013, this was national news in South Korea in 2012. But a lot of them have also brought up the stance that women are taking to, which I think is important, of lots of articles, bringing up that women are trying you know, to fight this within South Korea. That they're not just going to stay quiet about it, which I think is important to highlight what people are doing positively to combat, which is good to see, and not just focus on all that negative. That is pretty much all the news that's been shared with the Nth Room cases as of now. Um, if anything changes, we'll let you guys know next week. Um, it's recent, so I'm sure there'll be more yeah. stuff. Was I get farther into it? Besides just facts, yeah.
Thanks for watching. Check out any of our other podcasts. They're posted everywhere. You can see them every Sunday. Check out our YouTube channel, at Hello K Show. We're posting every week, just with all the comebacks and stuff that have been happening. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Nestle, peace out. Good night.